welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck. I'm here in the room at Media Day after the Myers Brothers luncheon in Las Vegas. And what's going to happen now is a bunch of drivers just come out of this luncheon. They're open media availability. So I'm going to try to walk up to some of them who aren't being talked to by other media and see if they'll talk to me for the podcast. This is completely unplanned and unscheduled. So bear with me. I don't know how this is going to go. What's up? This is this is on my podcast, not really live, but I'm pretending it's live, sort of. Kyle Larson, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm. Uh, I was wondering. So you never get nervous in a race car, at least that I could tell. But when they call you up for a speech and they're like, "Hey," and I looked back at the teleprompter and it just says Kyle Larson, unscripted remarks, and you're just like, "What?" So what? Do you get nervous in that situation? Oh, definitely, definitely. I literally, I didn't know I was getting the award until about nine in the morning. And then, uh, you know, right before I, I asked Rob McKinney with NASCAR, I'm like, hey, so I don't have to say anything, right? And he's like, oh, no, no, you just got to take a picture. It's like, all right, perfect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the guy there is like telling it, tell me, yeah, I go, to, you know, you'll stand to the next to the trophy and take a picture. And then after the picture, you'll have a speech. I'm like, I have, have a speech? What? I'm like, I'm not ready for this. So, yeah, it was pretty bad, but uh, I was nervous. So do they actually hand you a paper check that says like $100,000 on it and you put it in your pocket? I have no idea. I didn't get anything. Um, so I actually just text my manager. I was like, hey, I get a cut of the, <laughs> that check, right? Like, that's some big money. So, um, yeah, that was cool to wake up to and, and find out that I won hundred grand. All right, so there was Kyle Larson. Let's see if we can get somebody else here. How are you? Jimmy Johnson, I'm trying to do this on my podcast and pretend it's live. So it's not really, but how are you? Good, good, good. I like you pretending. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm training for a future live role I, that I will never have. Um, so I noticed that you got a jersey in the mail, and I think it was signed by Chris Froome, and he came to Homestead. Um, you got to hang out with him a little bit, from what I understand. What was his impression of NASCAR? He was blown away, and, and first and foremost, I, I was really impressed by, by him. Um, such a down-to-earth guy. Uh, I rode with him on Friday in a charity event in Miami uh, called the Best Buddies Challenge. And um, you know, there's a lot of amateur riders that, that go on those events, and some, after a long ride, need a little help into the headwind or up over hills and stuff. And he literally was at the back of the group with his arm on people's backs, pushing them up hills as they were tired and couldn't keep up with the group. So uh, super nice guy, very... Uh, racing oriented loves motorsports in general and then to have his first nascar experience uh he was blown away and i thought he brought the heat for his uh, gentleman start your engines he said he'd been practicing and i didn't know what that meant but i was i was pretty impressed with the effort he put into that yeah that, that was really good on his part that was one of the better commands of the year um my question is when you go out biking with these guys um do you like feel extra pressure to perform or not like I mean, you're obviously a really good cyclist, but I mean, they're like elite world-class guys. I mean, do you, do you have extra pressure on you when you go out with them? You know, I, I, when I first started riding with these guys, I did, but then I've, I've just realized that, you know, the, the bike itself, um, takes us all back to being a kid and those guys just want to hang out and ride their bike, have, you know, have a conversation, see the sights, have some fun. Um, so once, once my base fitness got to a certain level, I've really dropped a lot of that concern and can just hang with those guys and ride and, and uh, have a good time. So obviously that's something that's positive for this year when you've had a lot of struggles, uh, especially toward the end of the year. How have you been able to deal with uh, all that's gone on? I mean, it was obviously a really disappointing ending 
are you, I guess, like over that and looking ahead to next season at all? Are you still dwelling on what happened? Like, how do you move on from that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, rolling right into Thanksgiving uh, was a nice break to kind of let let thing, let the dust settle in a sense. Um, this week's busy with work, and, and I think next week we really kind of dive into uh, – uh, the 2017 season reflect back. Um, we also have a lot going on within Hendrick Motorsports and our shops. Um, you know, the way we put cars through our system is changing. Literally, physical locations where crew chiefs live is changing. Um, obviously, two new drivers coming in, so there's a lot going on. So we will take some time to reflect on 17, but then you know we can't spend too much time there as we got to get ready for 18 and go on. But you know, 17 was probably you know, my, my toughest year in the cup series. Um, I had some tougher years, uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, I think in my, my younger years climbing through the, the ranks, but, uh, you know, my, my cup career 17 was by far the hardest. And you feel like as a driver, you're still on top of your game. So, I mean, it, it, what, what do you do in that situation? You're like, okay, I, I know I've had more experience than I've ever had. I'm in great physical shape. So then you like look at the team and you're like, guys i mean how how does that how do those conversations go yeah it's it's an interesting piece you know i or interesting conversation you know didn't forget how to drive um and but it's not all about driving and my role isn't about just driving the car you know there are many decisions made during every week leading into races about um what the car setup is going to be and then friday when you unload through saturday sunday um so it's more than just driving and you know, I'm a part of that process, and, and that process was off for us this year. You know, we when I look back, um, we got off to a, an okay start. We won some races, didn't lead a lot of laps, but closed on, on three races and spent most of the year playing catch-up. And, you know, that takes a toll on, on people. Um, at the end of the year, I think Chase and Alan did a really nice job of getting every ounce of speed out of their car, and that's just as fast as our equipment was. Um, 2018 with the new car, the changes that we're making internally, I think that uh, we're going to be a stronger company and close that gap. Um, and we just need to not let that wear us down and, and get get what we can, not leave anything on the table. And if it's fifth that day, man, it's fifth. Let's not... Let's not tune ourselves out trying to win and end up with a 20th place car in the process. Makes sense. Thank you. Thanks. See ya. That was cool to get Jimmy for such a long time now. Uh, most of the drivers are now in here, and so the media is all filed in. And so um, most of everybody's talking to somebody. So let's try to find somebody that's available right now. Hi, guys. Do you want to be on my podcast? Oh, this is so exciting. I want to join an interview. This is my last interview with Matt Kenseth until he goes in the Hall of Fame. Well, where is he going to be? How do you know? Uh, are you going to come back? Where? Here? To Vegas? Ever? Do you like to gamble? Every day is a gamble. <laughs> it sure is. And especially with having unpredictable kids, I'm sure it's, it's a gamble as a dad. So you'll be gambling all the time. Yeah, I mean, kids aren't the only ones that are unpredictable. Adults are unpredictable, too. That's true. Are you breathing germs into my microphone thing? Absolutely. I am sick as a dog. So if I bring this around to other drivers now, they might get sick. Well, no, I'm breathing in a microphone. I don't think the microphone breathes out. Okay. So just don't right in their face. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to French kiss your microphone or something, you might get sick. But or else I don't think the microphone actually breathes. So I'm just like kind of contaminating your little foam pad on your microphone. 
Okay. Well, this is the last one of the year anyway, so it's okay. Matt, I'm really going to miss interviewing you because of interviews like this. I, I think you were uh, – no, I am. That's, you don't believe me? That's a lie. You just have to say it because I'm standing here. No, I, I was thinking about this. Like, you know, um, you, you just get used to seeing certain people every week and being around them. And I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of people want to stay in it and they can't let go of racing. You're going to go um, at least for a year probably, you know, go have your family life and not come back. And you won't miss us. And it'll be okay for you. But I'll, I'll miss you. Thanks. I never said I would, wouldn't miss you guys. I just assumed that. Yeah, you should never assume. There's a saying about that. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for all your fun interviews over the years and, and for coming back this week, even though you probably didn't want to. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I, I appreciate being here. You know, when you're not invited to the banquet or you don't get to go to the banquet, it means you had a pretty bad year. Thankfully, I think through my career, I've only not had to go maybe once. Um, so I'm pretty thankful for that. So I was like coming here because it means at least you're in the mix, part of the group. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll get to dance together at the banquet one final time. Yeah, I think I'll let you and uh, you and Danny dance together at the banquet. Um, I'm not much of a dancer. Okay. I'll see you at your Hall of Fame party then. All right, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Danny, how's your offseason going so far? It's been pretty uneventful. I really haven't done anything spectacular. So I assume you're not counting down the days to the Daytona 500 since you outlawed that last year. Is that still a thing? Uh, no. I outlawed it for people that do not travel weekly. And I'm not even sure you travel all 36, did you? No, I've never. How do, well, How could anybody travel all 36? That's insane. You don't get weeks off. I have to have weeks off, Denny. Well, that's that's was my point. Uh, but I, I really don't care how long it is. It's not going to change the time. Do you have any big uh, vacation plans, or are you just going to lounge around? Uh, well, we still have um, like three or four weeks of the hoop group season left, so uh we're getting ready to start our playoffs so once that's over we'll i'll probably venture off somewhere for a week or two i have a uh celebrity golf tournament in orlando um first week of january or so so i got to do that and then i don't know figure out where to go after that how quickly are people going to forget about the you and chase thing like by daytona or are they still going to like be harboring a grudge like halfway through next year I, uh who's harboring the ju- uh grudge angry fans well if you know it's fans you know they they uh sometimes they don't know what's best for them did you uh i mean i guess there's been times in your career where you got booed or whatever but like some of the reactions uh the last couple of weeks it's like and here comes denny hamlin there's like boo i mean how do you feel when that happens it was it was like i was responsible for him not winning 80 races it's, and that's not true? You, you, you're not? That is, in, in fact, not true. Okay. I'm glad we straightened that out. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. All right, let's see who else we can find here. Some victims who aren't talking to anybody right now. I see Austin Dillon in a very spiffy plaid suit. So I think I might talk to Austin Dillon. Austin, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm doing great. This is, uh, have you worn this before? I've worn it on Race Hub. This is a custom that uh, I got through Stitch, uh, kind of partner of mine. Out of, they, they're out of the Cosmo. They got their first store in Washington and Miami now. It's a cool, swaggy store. I love it. I think I only have one suit, Austin. Got to step your game up. JeffGluck.com is rolling right now. We got we got to get another suit. I need to ask my bosses if that's in the budget. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know how much you could say about this, Austin, but I did see on Twitter that uh, you practiced some of the new 
um, five-man pit stops this week. What did you think of that? I uh, I kind of got to sit uh, with a bird's eye view and just watching all of them um, work through um, the process of switching to five-man, and I thought it was really exciting. I'm, I love um, any type of team building aspect, and this really um, is, I feel like, going to change the game on the pit crew stuff where fans are going to be able to get to know each and every pit crew there's only four guys you you got the gas man still but he's not allowed to do much Um, but those four guys are going to be a tight-knit group that are going to have to flow and really try and minimize mistakes because there's a lot going on in that pit stop um, as far as just transferring handing tires and the way tires are set Um, a lot of action you're going to be able to see and like the teams that make the least amount of mistakes are going to gain a lot on pit road and then strategy also with two tires to four is going to be um, pretty important and key, uh, especially on a green flag stop. So I, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it, and we're putting a lot of effort into it. Can you give us a hint of how they're pulling this off, or are you not allowed to say your strategy yet? Um, I, I think I want to wait because I, it'll be interesting to see. I think teams are going to have a lot of different ways to, a lot of different ways to skin it. Um, it's just I, I think um, we've got two different scenarios at the moment. Some I've heard people about four different scenarios. I don't know how they would come up with four, but we've we've got two options right now that we're working on. We've got one, I think, sixty forty that we will we will head on down the road with. I heard heard of a time already of a, a low. I mean, I think by Daytona you're going to see a thirteen second stop, which is be I think will be great. We might get lower than that. So that's crazy. So. Are you telling me that at Daytona, at least the first week, because everybody's copycat if something works really well, but at least the first week, we might see like several different methods of pit stops up and down pit road of teams doing completely different ways of doing a pit stop. I do. I think there's going to be it. You'll you will see preferences between teams that they think their way is fastest, and then you're going to see just guys that um, are built differently to do different styles. You know what I mean? Some guys are big ogres and they just grab the tires and run with it and then you got guys that are a little bit smoother that want to roll tires or whatever it may be but there there's definitely going to be different styles and each individual team you'll you'll see those styles and by the time we get done with daytona or atlanta even that you'll know um everybody will know what everybody's doing so um it'll be interesting to see who's got the fastest method but you'll be picking up speed all the way up until that point in time i feel like with different techniques and the way things are set and then somebody will come out and everybody will be like, oh, my God, why didn't we think of that way? And then it'll be like everybody copycats that and suddenly it's the same again. Yeah, it'll be a mad scramble to, to get that done and um, figure out the best method. As soon as that happens, you'll be practicing it that week. But hopefully that's why we're working on it right now. And um, I think everybody spent a lot of effort into it. And um, hopefully we're the leaders of it at RCR. So what's your offseason plans aside from watching a lot of football? Um, married next week, so I'm getting married. Next week? Yeah, next week's the wedding. Um, then we're going on our honeymoon for a week, and then I'm going hunting for a couple of days, and I'm coming back home and, and hanging out with uh, Whitney's family in, in Tennessee, and um, that, that'll that be a good time. And probably January, I get I get busy again already, um, just getting prepared with different sponsor stuff. I'm, uh, Jackie's already been talking about me. My January schedule is not good. December is, is going to be fun, but January is going to be backpacked again. Well, congratulations on the wedding, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Sherry Pollux. I can interview you for my podcast. Gluck from jeffgluck.com. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So did you have any inkling whatsoever that you were going to get the prestigious Myers Brothers Award? No, I didn't have any idea. That's why I cried. Everybody completely kept it from you. 
Nobody told me. I had no idea. Um, what a what? I mean, I'm I'm so humbled. What an honor for us to be able to stand up in front of our peers and know that everybody voted on that and and has recognized you know all the things that we've done for our charity and and throughout the year for all the kids and the women that are battling my disease and, and childhood cancer. It was it was pretty amazing. I wish I could have talked, but in that moment, you're so it was a little emotional. So I think though that if you talked like and and even if you were appeared composed then it would almost appear like, oh, you kind of knew it was coming or you prepared. But like the, the fact that you didn't have a reaction, it was sort of like, oh, wow, this really is genuine. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I'm glad that Martin was able to speak for us <laughs> on behalf of both of us. Um, he didn't know either. It was a surprise to him, too. So um, what a, what an honor and, and so cool for, for the Myers brothers and to meet them and, 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 you know, that they do that award and they've been doing it for 60 years, you know, and it, it, it was it was really incredible and it's just nice to know that people recognize that you're giving back to you know people in need and I don't know I don't, I'm speechless still dude I don't know what to say it's really it's really an honor so do you um do you get to fight over which side of the uh, like of the bedroom your the trophy gets to be on I don't know we're gonna have to take home a lot of trophies I'm pretty sure the big monster energy trophy is gonna take precedent um at our house but but yeah, the trophy was really cool. I actually just asked Johnny, like, do we get to take that home? Because I, w- I want to take a picture with it. Um, but they're going to ship it to us. So I'm sure there's going to be somewhere great in our living room that we can put it and show all of our family. And we're really proud of it. It's cool. I never thought of them shipping trophies. Like, but yeah, they. I guess they have to. That's one thing that, like, you really don't want an Amazon package thief to take off your front porch, you know. not going to just, like, throw it in your suitcase and take it home with you. That's what, so I, so we haven't really had a chance to even spend any time with the monster trophy. So we were asking that, you know, like, do we get to, like, take it home with us on the plane? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because there's, like, a giant one, and then there's, like, the little one that they, like, use for display, but that's not as cool. No, we travel with the little one when we were in New York, um, and then the giant one's here, obviously. So um, I don't think they're going to let us take the giant one home with us on the plane, so we'll see. I think it's going to get left here, and they'll probably ship it to us, but. Um, it's been a crazy week. It's been so cool. We've been all over the place. We've been Florida, New York, you know, back to Florida, and then we're home for like seven hours, and then we came out here, and we stopped in Denver, and it's it's been a crazy week, so we're just trying to soak it all in. So when, when do you get to, like, relax and just be like, oh, my gosh, all this happened, you know? This weekend. <laughs> when we get home, um, you know, we'll go home on Friday, so... I mean, when we get home, we'll have some time to relax with our family and kind of let it all soak in. We, it's, it's so hard because everything moves so fast while you're here. You know, you don't have a whole lot of time to enjoy it. So hopefully on Saturday and Sunday, we'll get to do that. I have chemo on Monday, so I don't have a whole lot of time to, to take a break. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah, awesome. Again. <laughs> Again, yes. I'm going to become a Jeff Gluck regular. <laughs> all right, let's see who else we can find. We're making the rounds here, um, getting some good people to talk to so here's eric jones we could talk to eric jones did you get to um did you get to hear your little intro because they played the jones boy thing uh before you came out i did yeah i um they brought me over i hadn't seen the video at all so they brought me over to do uh, to watch it yeah it was pretty uh it was pretty good i liked it so still no jones boy t-shirts i'm telling you people would buy them still i know i uh Maybe I'll work on it now. I, I was trying to switch over from Furniture Road to JGR, so I'll have to get with uh, with JJ over there. He might he'll be all about it. We'll see. What so what's uh what's the off season switchover going to be like for you? Like I mean, do, do you anticipate will you have to be in the shop a lot? Like because you're going from team to team, or is it a, a smooth transition? You think? Well, I, I think it's a smoother transition than if I were to jump ship to a whole other team. Obviously, with the alliance between Furniture Road and JGR, there's a lot of information shared. So 
you know, we have seat measurements and pedal measurements and everything that um, we'll be able to put right in the cars at JGR, which makes that nice. But uh, I will have to spend quite a bit of time there just getting to know everybody. I mean, it's a, it's a new group of guys, um, and the only one I really know is Chris. So uh, having to really work with a new group of guys again and just getting to know them is what's going to be the, the most time-consuming. How many um, of the people from the 77 will be able to come with you, if any? I mean, aside from your crew chief, obviously. Yeah, right now it's just Chris. Um, fortunately, everyone has uh, found a new role either at Furniture Row and in, in that team or really over at JGR. A few guys have been able to come over and move into different roles there. So um, it's nice to, to at least find those guys something. And uh, it's unfortunate the 77 team couldn't stay going. I thought we had really built a good group of guys over there and one that um, you know could contend for race wins so uh, it's sad to see that shut down but uh, definitely you know thankful that I was able to run over there and have that opportunity with them this year. Did you have fun this year? I mean I'm sure it had to be frustrating at times because you'd have really good runs and then you know you'd crash or something terrible would happen and you'd be like oh this is you know a bad a good day gone bad um, but you also showed a ton of speed you know you won rookie of the year so was this like a good year overall yeah it was a good year for the most part just a lot of ups and downs it seemed very um you know i wouldn't say trendy but just ups and downs a lot of ups and downs we would had streaks of where we'd run in the top 10 every week and top five and contend for wins and all of a sudden we'd crash three weeks in a row so it was uh it was a little streaky in that way but um i think next year I'll have a better idea at least how to make those those bad days a little bit better uh, and those good days, you know, a little bit better as well. So just learning from it all I think is the biggest thing to take away, and it's just a new deal at the cup level, you know. It's a whole new learning experience and something you really have to figure out uh, and relearn all over again. Well, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's see here who else is available to chat with. All right, we're here with Casey Kane. Casey, uh, what's this offseason going to be like for you going to a new team? Are you, like, pumped to get back in the shop and stuff? Yeah, I've already spent uh, one day at Levine and, you know, just trying to start getting to know the people and uh, work through the processes and, yeah, get ready for the season. I'd, I'm excited to, to go there and to be part of the 95 and work with a new group. I think it's it's exciting, something to look forward to. What else are you going to do this offseason? Are you just going to hang around with Tanner and have some fun? Yeah, you you got it. That's about it. Take, uh, you know, get ready for the racing season and hang out with Tanner. Enjoy it. We're gonna uh, go to Washington and see Grandma and Grandma and Grandpa and meet some family and stuff. He's never been out to Enumclaw, so take him out there for a, for a week and get ready for Christmas. Have fun with Christmas and uh, just watch him enjoy enjoy the off season as well. So I just moved to the Pacific Northwest uh, about five months ago. I live in Oregon now. Um, I'm, it just started to rain a lot, and I know you have experience dealing with this. Can you give me a tip for how to get through these winters where it's just going to, like, rain constantly? No tips. It's just, <laughs> it just is what it is. Like, you just get used to that. Um, that's why I don't live out there anymore because I, once I moved away and saw how much sun you can see in one year and be part of, like, just a different – kind of gives you a different attitude so like I, I've really enjoyed North Carolina I love going home but uh yeah not not as often as I used to I just bought a lamp that's supposed to simulate sunlight and blue sky do you think that will help me I think it will that yeah. things like those things like that can definitely help you need you need all those things <laughs> thank you Casey <laughs> thanks <laughs> let's see if we can talk to Chase Elliott here 
Hi, Chase. How are you? Good. How are you? How was your 22nd birthday? It was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm still breathing, so it's good. Did you have the Taylor Swift song in your head all day? I didn't. I actually didn't listen to it at all. It was just You got it in my head with your tweet. Well, I didn't listen to it myself, so it was all good. Okay. Well, thanks for spreading it without having to do it yourself. Um, Chase, how was the season for you? Did you like enjoy this season? It was obviously a lot of ups and downs. There was some highs. There were some disappointments. How was it overall? I think overall it was decent. Um, very proud of our last 10 weeks of the season and how we ran. Obviously, a couple missed opportunities that you hate to let uh, let slip away or or give away. Uh, it depends on the depends on which one you look at. But you know, I think more proud of that and and more. Uh, I think you know the last 10 weeks really fires me up more for for next year than I've been you know in probably ever. Uh, and while being in the Cup Series, I think we did a lot of great things that we really struggled with in year one. Uh, in those last ten races, we we were just in a good place mentally and, and as a team, and that's such a huge factor in, in how you perform and, and the end, you know, the end of the day results. So really excited to get started. I think we're in a good spot um, with a lot of great learning uh, opportunities this year to hopefully help. So one thing that I was personally surprised about toward the end of the year, I mean, you could tell you were getting crowd noise all year and it was really good, but those last few weeks after Martinsville, I mean, Ford, it was just huge crowd noise. I mean, it was rivaling Dale Jr. When you come out and they're like, and here comes Chase Elliott and the crowd's just going nuts, like, what does that feel like for you? That's a very humbling uh, experience and one that I definitely have not gotten used to. Uh, Didn't really see myself uh having that kind of reaction from people so you know I always remember going to the track and watching Dale and seeing him take the lead and seeing people get fired up about that and um you know to hear you say hear you say that it's just crazy to think but you know I I appreciate all the support it's been uh very overwhelming and and again uh very appreciative of it I notice it and and I think that um you know, people are fired up, or they have been a little bit here, here lately uh, about what we're doing, and, and I hope that we can keep that fire going and, and really ultimately just want to make them proud. And um, we've got their hopes up a lot, just never been able to, uh, to to actually finish the deal. So hopefully we can do that next year. One of the signature moments that I'll probably remember for a long time from this season was um, you waving your arms at, at the crowd and firing them up more. And I know, obviously, like, you were super mad in that moment, but – is there any positive of, like, that was pretty badass, like, the crowd is just reacting? I mean, few NASCAR drivers ever get to, like, you know, football, baseball, and not even really baseball, I guess, but basketball, you can wave your arms at the crowd. They'll get fired up. But NASCAR, you don't really have a chance to do that. That was, like, kind of cool. Yeah, that was a uh, not a cool night um, for for me uh, for, for a lot of a lot of different reasons, obviously, with, with the way the, the deal ended up there. But... You know, that experience and, and to see the reaction from people and to see their fire um, and their genuine, you know, emotion in, in that situation was just unbelievable to see. And obviously I was wrapped up in it as well. Um, but I think as a racer, you know, you, you, you see that fire and you hear that noise and um, it fires you up too. So, you know, I, uh, I appreciate their fire because it fires me up. I like it. Denny said that the fans seem to be holding against him like you've co- that he's cost you from winning 80 races so far and that that's how mad they are at him. Do you feel bad for him at all? I don't feel bad, no. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not responsible for, for his actions, and, um, and he is. So, you know, it's not, 
my job uh, to perceive it to people in a certain way. It's up to them to look at you know however they want to look at it. Um, you know, obviously, it hasn't cost me 80 wins. Um, you know, so I'll be fair about it too. But you know, again, I, I'm not responsible for how people want to look at it. But you know, it, it fires me up, and uh, you know, obviously, it fires up a lot of people as well. Cool. Thanks for talking. Yeah. All right, let's see who else we can get here. Sort of starting to run out of time a little bit. Let's see if we can get perhaps a Kyle Bush. Yeah, man, thank you. All right, Kyle Bush, it's your turn to be on my podcast. You seem so excited. Oh, my God. Is this Jeff Gluck with JeffGluck.com? All right, so you really helped JeffGluck.com this year by punching somebody in the face. Um, do you pl- have any plans to help me out that way next year? Um, well... <clears throat> Possibly. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Sometimes you just don't like a guy. <laughs> that quote got a lot of, uh, you know, I got accused of stirring up shit after that. And then I thought, you know, I kind of was stirring up shit. So is that okay? It's always okay. There's nothing wrong in that. It's fine. You know, sometimes you got guys that uh, that will give honest answers and other times they'll just beat around the bush. Get it? <laughs> That's right. Were you surprised how much uh, reaction that that quote got? Or did you know, like, this is the this media is going to go crazy with us. Yeah, no. As soon as it popped into my head, I, I knew it was going to be pretty good. So uh, I, you know, I put it out there. Plus, it's it's that time of the year where you try to play mind mind games with guys and things like that and whatever. And really, there's no mind games being played. It's truth. You know, it's just stating the, the facts. Are you into memes at all? Like internet memes? Not really. Okay, because you you know what memes are like. Um, yeah. Okay. So you are probably like the most memeable NASCAR driver. And I'm sorry that it happens in bad moments for you, but you've. I mean, this year with like dropping the mic and with everything is great and all this stuff. I mean, do you do you enjoy at all these memes? Yeah, it's fine. I think that uh, that's what my sponsors pay for, right? They they uh, they want the attention. No, I don't know. It's um, it's fine. I think that um, I have a lot of one-liners. I think I have a lot of uh, opportunities that that sometimes I should or should not present myself in that fact. But uh, it's all good. I think that um, just. Uh, See, here's the thing. I'm always confused on this most popular driver award thing because it seems like it's the most lovable or loved driver award and not popular because I feel like my popularity is pretty high. Popularity in terms of everybody talking about you or knowing you? Yeah, like if you on Twitter mentions or Facebook mentions or just things out there like me doing the the thing at at um at Charlotte with the the press conference deal. Microphone thing. Yeah, the drop of the mic. So, like, Matt Kenseth then did it the following week, right? He dropped the mic. And then Dale Jr. did this, like, what was it, a blast or whatever from his... On Junior Motorsports thing. Yeah, Junior Motorsports thing. So what was the the, the quote that he used there? It was um, uh, a flattery, something of flattery, right? Imitation. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. So, like, even the most popular driver is, like, imitating me, like, you know? So, I mean, there should be something for uh, for people always wanting to talk about something Kyle Busch related. It's just funny. Well, I enjoy your, uh, your what, what you bring. I know people, you have a gift for making people mad at times, but I enjoy the, the spiciness that Kyle Busch brings to the series, so thanks. I appreciate that. No problem, man. It's always fun. I like spicy food, too. <laughs> Brad Kozlowski, can I walk with you on your way out? Okay, I'll do that. Yes, I'm late for a lunch. Can I, can, can you walk with me? I, I Let's really walk and talk. That. How's Jeff doing? 
I'm doing great. How was your season? All the way from, was it Oregon? Yeah, but this is like my shortest fight of the year. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you made it. Thanks for coming. Um, so, it was, you know, I, I happened to stir the pot. I don't think I realized how much I was going to stir the pot at the uh, the uh, Homestead press conference there. <laughs> yeah. well, did did that cause any, any issues for you? No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm like, you know, rubber ball. Things just bounce and I go away, you know. it's So, no, I, I was cool. Were you cool? Well, I'm cool, but um, let's let's talk about the the issue that um, is has kept popping up here. I, I was just on talk radio and they were asking about it on Sirius. Yeah. You you keep going with the the politicking. Uh, <laughs> personally, I I think that's actually uh, good for the sport. I think it used to be that's happening true. a lot. How did we get into a position where truth is politics? What good question. Well, you you uh, I, can, I can I can you know ring out like twenty different stats that are indisputable and somehow it's political. I'm not sure how that, that's, that's where we've gone in today's society. Facts are politics. Yeah, facts are politics. I just thought they were facts. So when you see a graph that has like Toyota laps lead and you're just like, well, here's the facts. And then everybody's like, oh, Brad's at it again. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, I just think they're facts. So, um, you know, what, where, does this, uh, where does this leave you guys? I mean, you, you've, um, you've made statements. You, you know, you talked after after Homestead about it again like have you heard from anybody in NASCAR who are like okay Brad we get it or you know is, is just everybody no, no nobody nobody's going to talk to me about that because they, they don't want to acknowledge it but uh really it's the fans that have the loudest voice and so I view it as my job to inform the fans and I could tell you you know when it comes to the talk radio shows or even jeffgluck.com that NASCAR really listens to what the fans have to say and if the fans acknowledge that this is a reality uh, it carries a much louder voice than I ever will. So it's it's my job uh, in every media interview that, you know, I, I try to be truthful and inform the fans about not just my team, but the state of the sport in a lot of ways. And that's how I view it. Cool. Well, have a nice lunch, Brad. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You got it. All right. So I had to walk back in the down the hallway, back in the room here. All right. So most people seem to be gone now out of the room that's winding down as you can see it's been a long time but it looks like martin truex jr is still in the room so let's see if we can get him all right we'll finish the podcast here with martin truex jr martin how's it going what's up gluck how are you buddy i'm doing great but not as good as you i mean i don't think anybody could be it's hard to talk where i'm at right now i mean this is just uh it's pretty un- unbelievable I see a tweet from the Dale Jr. thing last night that you told people that you lost your wallet for a time uh, this week. I did. I lost my wallet yesterday for about two hours. How did you find it? NASCAR people are genius. So basically what happened was I, I did a lot of stuff yesterday, you know, and I was in, I was in uh, my jeans and a sport coat, you know, just kind of business casual. Going around town doing things and uh, came back to the, to the wind and had to change into my fire suit. So I changed in my fire suit and give my give Dave Froney, my PR representative, my clothes to carry around. And about an hour or so later, I put my jeans back on and my sport coat, and we went went back off to do some other work. And one of the NASCAR guys hands me my money clip with you know I have like a couple hundred bucks, which is more than I normally carry, but um, hands me my money clip and he's like, "Here, I was hanging on to this before you. It fell out of your pocket somewhere, and I grabbed it." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I didn't even realize my wallet was gone yet. So I get all the way back to the hotel with Sherry. And she I had to give her my debit card at some point during the day to get some cash out of the ATM. So she hands me my debit card back. And I go to reach my back pocket and pull out my wallet. It's not there. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, I got a problem. I'm missing my wallet. <laughs> so 
called uh called my buddy there at nascar and said hey i, I lost my wallet somewhere today and he said i will right, we'll find it literally 30 minutes later they found it and brought it to me we were at dinner last night and they brought it so it's crazy we need to have these people follow us around in our daily lives in general just anytime we lose something they have like all these secret people that you know nascar has all these secret people that you never see throughout the year but they're always like behind the scenes doing stuff and it's like uh, some James Bond stuff going on, going on behind the scenes. Like, if you need something, it's like they snap their fingers and there it is. It's like poof, I got it for you. You know, so it's pretty neat. But uh, glad they found my wallet. That's for sure. So you've been doing interviews nonstop since you won. How many more interviews until you're completely tired of the media and you turn into one of those drivers who hates talking? I don't think I'll ever turn into that that guy that hates. I I love talking about the uh, our success and my team and our story and. We've, um, you know, we've got so much positive things to talk about. So, um, you know, I guess maybe if we start running bad and stuff goes south, I might turn into that guy. But, <laughs> but as long as we keep doing well, we'll be happy to tell you about it. Well, cool. Well, enjoy this week. Thank you. Yes, sir. I will. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Talked to a bunch of drivers. That was really fun. Um, I was hopping around from place to place. So I had the adrenaline going, trying to get everybody crammed in a short amount of time. While they were not talking to a horde of media, I had to time it just right. So um, appreciate you listening if you've gotten this far. Um, hopefully many more off-season podcasts to come. Um, after we leave Vegas, I'll have some other things planned for you guys. If you are thinking of doing some holiday shopping, though, coming up, and you're going to do that on Amazon, I'd appreciate it if you use the link jeffgluck.com slash Amazon to start your holiday shopping. It's of no cost to you, but it takes you to the Amazon homepage. And then my website will get a commission from that. So that would help me during this off season, especially um, for those who are not patrons and listen to the podcast, don't really want to sign up on Patreon, but want to help in some way. That would be a great way to do it. And again, it's of no cost to you. Just go to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon when you're buying gifts for people in this holiday season. So thanks again for listening. Send me some ideas for podcasts if you have them. I'm going to try to do some remotely over December. But until then, I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.